Welcome to episode 29 of the A-Strings podcast. So there it is, the new jingle. What do you think of it? Amazing. The best thing about the jingle was when you pitched the idea, you were spot on in key with no reference. And then you recorded it a day later. Yeah. And you were in key. Bang on. That's a little fact for you. (laughs) How do you like the fresh news jingle? It wasn't what I was expecting. (laughs) I don't recall making that. I haven't listened to the entire podcast all the way through yet. So I don't recall making that noise on the end of saying fresh. Yeah, I think you've manipulated my... Uh, no, 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 it's there. No. So let's have a roll call. Andrew here. Adam here. Tom here. And Leighton. Oh, who is this I see before me? <laughs> so we got today Leighton from Neath Music, one of our kind of neighbour shops, I guess. She's got my name wrong. She's got the shop name wrong. Terrible. Oh. Terrible. What did you say? I, I said Neath Music, and it's not Neath Music. <gasps> it's the music shop. That's insult number one. Wow. Diss number one. It was under the guise of a nice friendly chat. <laughs> yeah. And then this. Happens. Things change once we go on here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Consider this a dressing down. The dark side of the red light. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, so these music. No. <laughs> the music shop in Nice. <gasps> We've welcomed you in with open arms. Already I've been caught out from ideas that I nicked when I visited. Okay. What? Um, so yeah, you popped Lake in about place. an hour ago, didn't you? I did. Mm. So what? Well, and you've spotted some. Uh, you just casually said, "Oh, like uh, what you've done with the display cabinets." Went, yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Mm, the IKEA cabinets. Is that what? Is that what yours are? It is. Where? Where I was from originally? IKEA. Although I was given two of them. Oh. Mm. They are IKEA. IKEA. Yeah. So we we've been meaning to get Leighton in for a while to do, uh, do a podcast with us, but. Um, we thought it'd be a good idea to do it for this episode because this is our kind of nam heavy episode. Yes. So we weren't planning on doing an episode so close to the last one, given that we have had about two or three months off, um, the one in between. But um, given that this is nam week, today is the first day of nam. It's Thursday, the sixteenth day. Yeah. And today's when a lot of the embargo dates have kind of um, been lifted on a lot of the gear. So we thought we'd get Leighton in to talk about some of the NAM stuff. Yeah. And just kind of generally, literally talk shop. So how long have you been in the um, in the premises that you're in now? Because uh, I got confused with Neath Music because that's where, I guess, you started off, wasn't it? Yes. So I was in Neath Music for eight years and we've currently been in the market for four and a half years. Wow. Under the music shop, which has gone, well, it's flown by, really. Yeah. I... Um, I remember you coming in, not because we got introduced by Dino. Dino. Who's a big mate of ours, who's based in London. He's a DJ. But you, it wasn't through kind of trade that you got to know him. It was through iPop, wasn't it? That's right. It was through the agency that we play with. And he knew uh, the people that run that. Yeah. And then somehow we got connected trade-wise. Um, yeah. So Leighton plays professional bass, not just bass. Professional bass. Yeah. He knows the notes of the fretboard. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so you had a gig in London or something, and um, that's, I 
I think you must have mentioned to him that you were starting up a shop. That's right. And he kind of put us in touch with each other and stuff. So I was thinking about this the other day. He, I was after some Vata drumsticks. Yeah. And he just dumped them on you. <laughs> and then I got a text one day saying, hey, man, it's Andrew. You're going to pick these sticks up anytime soon. They're kind of in the way. <laughs> so then yeah. I came to get them. <laughs> so, it, yeah, absolutely flown by. And, you know, wrongly, it was my first opportunity to come, come and see you um, back in November down in the in the shop there. And it's, I think I mentioned the podcast back then. It's a phenomenal kind of setup. You've got everything is laid out so nicely. And it's almost like one of those magic eye I don't know if that's what I said before, but as you wander around the, the space, you just see more and more every time because things are kind of layered, I guess, aren't, aren't they? You know, mm. you've got things just neatly kind of and uh, cleverly kind of arranged. And it's the amount of stuff you got there is, is phenomenal. Thank you. You sell the shop better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> so we see a lot of the same people, um, you know, reps and... we we do um, similar kind of lines as each other. Um, I think yeah. that's a good thing because it's nice. I think a lot of people from the outside, outside the industry, assume that it's a bit like Anchorman where all the music shops kind of get together and have a, a bit of a fight. But mm. really, we all try and get on where we can. Yeah. So if I'm thinking of taking on a new line, I might drop you a text. Yeah. And it's good to... To speak honestly about it, really. I, I was talking to Andy from Barnes and Mullins yesterday, and um, he mentioned I I don't know if he'd been to see you or he, he was coming to see me after you. There you go. And he said that you know it's how great it is that we get on, you know, because mm. I think you know in the majority of other areas of the UK, you know, if there's a music shop within, I think there are more music shops within short distances in England, in as much as in a city, you're going to get a few music shops that are, are fairly close to each other. You know, realistically, there's about 20 miles between us, I think. Yeah. It's and apart from 50 Cardiff... minutes down the road, it's not too bad. Yeah. yeah. And apart from Cardiff, there's nowhere else, you know. And um, so we are our, you know, kind of closest kind of um, neighbouring shops kind of thing. But it's just really nice to have a friend on the other end of the phone as opposed to an adversary. And yeah. I think that's what is more common around the place. You know, he said that he doesn't know, you know, shops that get on as well as, you know, as we do. So it's... um, Yeah. I mean, yeah. growing up for us, it was always the, uh, the Cranes gambling Cranes thing, wasn't gambling. it? Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, and they'd never ever help each other out. Well, you know, at least that was the impression that all, we got growing you know, up. Both shops individually really, really nice. You know, you go in mm. there and you have, you know, a good welcome from, um, from you know, the staff kind of respectively but uh, you know when it come to it, it helped us out in the early days loads because as opposed to recommend somebody wanted a fender cranes wouldn't send them up to gamblings they'd send them to us and if somebody wanted a, a vox or a boss pedal or whatever they wouldn't send them down to cranes they'd send them to us as well so you know we we kind of won from that yeah we benefited from that kind of uh rivalry there but it it doesn't seem I think there's so many obstacles for us to kind of um, encounter in the in the environment that we're in anyway. Yeah. You know, it's much nicer to get on. And, you know, Christmas time, you helped us out massively with that Telecaster. There's been, you know, it, it's nice to be able to pick up a, a, a phone and, you know, just know that there's like yeah, a friend exactly. on the yeah, other end. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So 
what with regards to your shop, just for the listeners, your main stocking lines are. We've got Fender, Squire, Blackstar, Guild, Gretsch, Faith, mm. um, Rathbone. Um, just taking on MXR pedals, electro harmonics pedals. Um, trying to have a bit of everything, really. Mm. Yeah. Um, just trying. Yeah. So you know, it, it's kind of main brands that you've got the you know big brands that yeah. do a lot of um you know the social media stuff but also dealerships so uh, you know you share our kind of stress at times where you know you can't just buy a black ramp or a squire guitar yeah, or whatever yeah. you've got to fulfill a dealership mm. kind of thing so it's um that did backfire this week unfortunately with uh, with a particular pedal brand yeah I took the dealership on to service one customer and of all the pedals that turned up, the oh, one that didn't, the one that didn't was the one that was for the customer. Yeah. Always happens. Yeah. yeah, always happens. Yeah, we've had a. Yeah, we get it. The same. And it's yeah. probably the same brand, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the it's interesting because you do um, all the Squire and the and the Fender stuff. I mean, it's, you you think of it, it's not it's not even just guitars. You've got all the spare lines, all the gig bags, all the cables, all the pedals, and everything else. Yes. And it yeah. very very quickly. Um, tallies up and then you're, you're looking at it being like oh well that's that order yeah, yeah it's surprising it's mm. amazing um, Gretsch uh, Gretchen Jackson Gretchen Jackson yes well yeah so, forgot yeah. about Jackson mm. all them. for such a, a small space it's, it's quite easy to forget just how much is, is in the yeah I've seen since Andrew was last down we've somehow managed to fit more guitars on the wall and more amps out in the same limited amount of space which yeah. is just bizarre yeah so, there's always space yeah, it is. It is just finding ways to to s- display stuff. We're we're January now, so we're at the moment in our Gap kind of week. Christmas. Yeah, um, yeah, we're quite sp- sparse. At least the way we f- see it is very very sparse. You know, um, we we got our first kind of proper restocking um, orders coming in tomorrow. We got quite a lot of um, well, we got basically a dedicated Fender Telecaster order because we completely. Um, Wiped out of um, player Telecasters, yes, and Affinity Telecasters, yeah, everything. So all the affordable kind of stuff, and um, we got a lot of Ernie Ball stuff, yeah, coming tomorrow as well. So just, yeah, this month's all about just filling gaps, I think, mm. and um, a lot of it, a lot of it is kind of filled with stuff that we're going to talk about in a bit. So should we get on to fresh news? So as we discussed, it is Nam Week. Uh, it starts today, uh, Thursday. The what are we today? Sixteenth. Sixteenth. Um, so all the sort of the the, the floors got open for media. I think yesterday, didn't they? They get like an advanced day, and then uh, today is the first. All the emails we've had with red letters on this saying embargoed, do embargoed, <laughs> or embargoed. We, we don't know anyone embargoed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So. So in terms of news, that's where it's all yeah. coming from. Really, it's, so it's around about a year now we got in trouble, wasn't it? Because we put up a, a video of... What did we put a video up of? It was the Fender pedals, wasn't it? Oh, it wasn't last year. It was the year before, was it? Was it Terry it was, was still Fender pedals, wasn't it? Yeah, Terry mm. was, yeah. yeah. I did clock that video, but I did keep my mouth shut. I was like, ah, oh, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't suspect you in the first place, and now all of a sudden... Yeah. <laughs> Let me see your Facebook history. Yeah. <laughs> um... So, Nam, it's a strange one, isn't it? You know, because 
as exciting as it is with you know so many new announcements and so much new stuff coming through from our perspective it's oh, right okay so you can't just go about your business and just get in you know just do normal restocks and all the rest of it you can't plan a year because mm. all of a sudden you get shoved a lot of new stock that um or a lot of new announcements that people are going to ask for yeah you need to suss out whether these inquiries are they going to be fruitful are they going to be are people just asking because it's conversational or is it is it a gear that people you know do generally want genuinely want it's a gamble it's you know it's always a gamble i think that especially when you've got lines like parallel universe stuff so let's start with friend of them okay so we've had um, we had an email that comes through last week mm-hmm. yeah and the one of it is all the fender stuff the other one is kind of um all the the squire and acoustic mm-hmm. bits and bobs um the fender pdf was i think it's about 25 30 pages long and there's some really amazing looking things on there yeah um and just a lot of things that you just kind of scratch your head and think right where where's their head up with this you know i i don't know what you think so let's start with um what's what's been the most shocking thing for you on the on the face on the fender side of it i think the the the, the one that i don't like <laughs> <laughs> the one that i look at the most is i think it's called the uh i don't know if it's called the super lead Right. Are but the lead are the lead two and three? The lead, yeah. Is it the lead yeah. two and three? Is yeah. it? It's that kind of you know. It's the very kind of cheap copy kind of looking. It looks like a well. It, it looks like what it was, which is I think you know a seventies kind of eighties budget version, budget it? Stratocaster or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. the one's got two humbuckers in, and the other ones is it one HSS. In the yeah, I th- yeah. I think one's HS and the other one is. Uh, I think there's a HS two singles and a two mm. humbucker maybe. Something like that. It's kind of duo sonic y layout in it, mm. pickup wise. So it was two singles and two humbuckers. I could be wrong. Was yeah. it? Yeah, you, you, you're probably I was trying to work out what the switches were for and the extra That's, yeah, singles. Right. Yeah. But they're just some odd colours. Mm-hmm. You know, very kind of obvious time colours, I guess. Yeah. But um, when faced with one of these or HSS or, or HH um, player Stratocaster, I, I don't. I got it completely wrong last year with regards to the teleacoustic. I didn't think that that was going to be a thing, and it has been the most requested kind of guitar we've had this year, uh, this past year, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. So I think it's one of those things that they must have done some research. They might, you know, given that synths really seem to be harking back to trying to recreate classic. 70s and 80s sounds whether they're kind of taking a leaf out of that book and they're yeah. launching that you know the other so that's the the one hm strats have you seen those no so um hm strats they're limited to 150 each but they're basically straight out of charvel's yeah it's a heavy metal strat isn't it it's, uh, yeah it's a charvel yeah. with a fender logo yeah. so i don't know the i don't know if you know the history but the obviously these come out in the 80s mm. Um, did Fender own Charvel in the 80s or not? I don't know how early it was. We were actually watching a uh, a Jackson Nam video earlier, weren't yeah. we? Yeah. And um, they've created a custom shop that's, that celebrates uh, the Jackson sort of 
Jackson Charvel heritage, and they've done a double neck, one Jackson, one Charvel. Um, I think they were, at least when Jackson got on board, they were with Fender. Right, okay. But whether this is a nod to the, to that, or whether it's mm. purely just a, a nod to the 80s hair metal thing. Yeah. But it, yeah, they are essentially, they are Charvels with yeah. a, with a um, Fender logo. Um, so limited edition wise, you got those. There was the, I think it's the 70th anniversary of the broadcaster. Yeah, yeah. And um, we've ordered one of those. It looks, it looks stunning. Mm. You know, it'll be going into one of um, the, the IKEA cabinets. The IKEA cabinets. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, so there's that. There's um, before getting on the parallel universe thing. There's the that blonde. Those two blonde telly is a Stratocaster and a telly. Oh yeah, they almost look like they did a a light ash didn't they a couple of years ago? Yeah, very 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 sort of translucent kind of blondy kind of whitey blondy kind of color. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, they've done a telly and a strat so of them, haven't they? We've ordered one of each of those. Nice. Um, the the broadcaster should be in in February. Oh, that's quick. That's yeah. Good. I, well, this is the other thing you see, and it's uh, the problem. So there's all these new announcements, and when it comes to limited edition things. Sometimes that's fine because they they spread it out throughout the year, don't they? So they'll say, right, in April, it'll be this. So the, a lot of the parallel universe things, April, you're going to get this. May, you're going to get this. June, July, blah, 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 mm-hmm. right the way through the year. Um, but there's so much of this new stuff that they've brought out that they're saying it's available now or or February. And, you know, Christmas was three months ago. This isn't the kind of time of year that people with our kind of footfall and level of business, um, you know, we don't want to be spending loads and loads of money because we haven't got the confidence that it's going to turn into cash. No, you know, it's, that the product's it's gonna... difficult, isn't it? It's almost the the Apple effect, I suppose, where it used to be they would announce something, then you could pre-order it, and yeah. then it would be released. Mm. Whereas I think their new strategy is to say it's available now, you can go and buy it. Yeah. And it seems to be that way, especially as you say after Christmas, you need to restock, but at the same time you need to think ahead to try and get the new stuff in as well. And it's just yeah. so difficult. And I think every everyone we've spoken to, suppliers wise, seem to all have this mindset now. Of yeah. of they seem they seem to feel like it's a benefit. They're like, no, everything's ready, and we can you, you can have it straight away. You know, I think Blackstar are doing the same with these yeah. acoustic amps. Like everything's mm. ready to go on launch. Um, you know, and I think. You know, a couple of other suppliers, it'll, you know, the list is endless. But it seems to be that mentality of not so much like debuting it and being like, you know, wait and see when it comes out, you know, available summer 2020. Yeah. They're not giving you opportunity to gauge public opinion. No. You know, you've got to, you've got to get the orders in before. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that kind of scaremongering tactic, but I the guess. Prop- but, but not, Sean is absolutely great to us, you know, he, and I'm, you know, I know that he thinks that, world of you as well so I, I know that he won't he never pressures you into going for anything yeah. and and he will he's the only rep that i really know who will um give you his kind of gut feeling he was not bored with the teleacoustics either whereas no, no yeah he was um, reserved uh, with that and and i completely agree with him but then he said right i was wrong so we've missed out with that one kind of thing um yeah but he's um uh, but you do kind of get the impression that right if you don't order now you're going to miss out. That's what it feels like because obviously, you know, we're, we're 
not just ordering for ourselves and for customers. We're we're going up against people that are ordering, you know, ten dozen, twenty of these guitars at a time. Mm. You know, so we've got the pressure of they're available now and people are going to want them because they've been announced now. Um, and if we don't get them straight away, they're going to go somewhere. People are going to go somewhere else. Um, and then it's just getting the thing of we need to get on this list, otherwise we're not going to see anything until you know the end of the year. And as I said before, you know, people bring things up conversationally and you think all oh, right so i've had three four people talk about these maybe i should get one in and you know we've some things have really worked and they've shifted through other things really haven't you know so you know the troublemaker that we had from last year i thought that yeah. was going to go straight away yes and it didn't so the parallel universe stuff there's some really really odd stuff so, so odd that i really like some of it so there's the mm. maverick dorado is it mm. yeah so it's a really Odd looking thing. Yeah. Um looks more like a like some kind of Dan Electro kind of um shape, but apparently it was around for a short amount of time um at some point when they had too many twelve string necks. So it's that kind of elongated yeah. headstock with the kind of curly bit at the top. Mm. It's but you know, they're going for Things two thousand two hundred, and you know, is that what they are? Is yeah, that kind of the price you know, point? So, quite, yeah. so you kind of think, right? That's really cool, and someone somewhere is going to love that. But you know, it, it's um, it's a risk, and actually, for the the big guys, they can say, yeah, we'll have X amount of those without even thinking about it. Yeah. For us, everything is much more of a consideration. Yeah. It's a it's a big expensive gamble on, especially this year on some of the limited edition stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Every, like, unless you've got a sure fire, like for us, the Meteora, we knew. That yeah. someone was there waiting for it, you know. Unless you've got someone saying, "Get me one, I want one." Everything's a risk, really. Yeah. You know, getting in, choosing what color player strat you want is a risk, because yeah. you could have, you know, you pick the wrong color and it's going to be, you know, on the shelf for, you know, six eight months if not more. So yeah. yeah, it is a risk, and especially when we're talking, yeah, that's you know, that's some tasty stuff. You're you're scratching a custom shop there. Yeah. At that price. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know? yeah, I think a lot of these. Parallel universe things are you know, just level. a hair away from kind of mm. custom shop anyway. But um, the the troublemaker in white, which is like a um, it's like a Gibson custom, Les Paul custom, yeah, yeah. Les Paul custom, um, alpine like an alpine white with gold. Got one of those on order. I think they do run about September October or so. That's see, that's better. Yeah, when when you've got the breathing space to be like, okay, yeah you know we know what's coming rather than yeah mm. next month yeah, yeah it's crazy um anything else caught your eye friend always the new ukuleles i think they're quite cool yeah the electric ukes yeah so okay ordered a few of those. from they're like a different shape aren't they it's um, got the strats the tellies and the jazz yeah masters. that's right yeah, yeah. the jazz right. masters are really cool introduction yeah. actually yeah so <laughs> We can order those a little bit more kind of confidently, you know, yeah. and especially with the things like the ukulele show, you know, things like that. Get yeah, yeah. Really so, um, are they what sort of price point do they sit? Do they 170, 180? Yeah, I oh, think okay. Around that. So, it's yeah, 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 it's a reasonable price point. It's around the same sort of money as the the Grace van der Waal, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uke. yeah. The so we mentioned Strat Acoustic or Strat. Strat Sonic, Sonic Strat, yeah. Right, okay. So we 
We've been I, waiting I, for I think we were. I think we were all together. I think Leighton was with us. We were having we were having food with Sean. Um, way before. Um, I mean, this is this is probably about a year ago, if that. And we were saying about plans, and the Acoustasonic Strat was one that he said that they were that was on their list. Yeah. To do. Um, and yeah, they've done it. It's, well, uh, it's there. We've been waiting for stock of those for quite a while. Yeah, I know we kind of missed yeah. out because it got to the point towards Christmas where you say, do you know what? We don't want anything um, too kind of um, outlandish. We just want to get the squires and the you know the yeah. you know, the stuff that we know is going to be Christmas market kind of stuff. Mm. But um, you know, we waited ages during um, last year for the teleacoustics, and you know, I think they're still showing as unavailable for um, for as of today. Yeah. So you know, you'd think that maybe they'd get the production of those kind of. Well, this was the thing we we mentioned it earlier, didn't we? The the demand maybe they've changed it because they know what the demand was now for the telly but the demand was so high for the telecaster they just they were so mm. oversold that um yeah they just they just weren't expecting that and they weren't available yeah so whether going into this now adding sort of five or six colors of yeah of this new model whether they're read you know prepared now to do two different versions of it you know five colors six colors of each mm. we don't know or whether these are just going to end up sold out for a year yeah. But at one point we had everything on order, including the exotics, wouldn't it? And it was just yeah, just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Yeah. Surprised they didn't bring out a Mexican version. Well, this Unless was the other cards, maybe. kind of whisper, wouldn't it? Mm. That that would be a thing. Not whisper think... anymore, you just Well no, this this <laughs> <It's don't>. <laughs> Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> that would make sense. I think they, it would have made sense to do the Mexican telecoustic tele. Acoustasonic Telecaster first, mm-hmm. I think. Than to, than, than to push the manufacturers to the limit. Because they're all made in the Corona factory, aren't they? Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a big factory making all these guitars they, and a bases. Couple, a couple of pedals as well. There's the. Is it MTG? Yeah, they've done another MTG, yeah. haven't they? Is it yeah. Tremolo? Yeah. Which. Mm-hmm. That'll be a tough sell, I think. I, don't, I get things wrong. I don't know. So that's that's one of the ones with um, Bruce Egnator, isn't it? Yes. They partnered up with him. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've... they've pedals, Their pedals have been really good. They, you said they were doing a volume they, and a mod, they? They've got a, a, uh, a volume and an expression, expression pedal as well, which has been delayed until... They weren't meant to be released now um, in the next few weeks, but they've been delayed until summertime. How did um, they look? Did they have... They looked Pictures? a bit FV50, you know, the the boss thing. Uh, a bit, yeah. They looked a bit plasticky. Yeah. And at the price they were coming in at as well, I imagine they would be. Oh, they 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 they're they're seventy nine quid. Cool. Um, and yeah. yeah, I can't imagine you know something as you know with, with a diecast box, you know, like any of the other Fender pedals, it's it's just a one piece kind of. Or it's a very simple kind of construction with a, a a treadle. Yeah, you know you got moving bits and all the rest. Of it. So I imagine they're more expensive to build, mm-hmm. and I can't imagine them making anything as sturdy as like a, a crybaby or anything like that for that price. Yeah, no. I might be. You know, I haven't tried them, so maybe I'm wrong. Um, and then Squire, not a great deal of Squire because they tend to announce all the Squire stuff in some of them, don't they? Yeah, I think they just rolled out the. Is it the? Th- 
third phase of the classic vibe stuff. Right. Or yeah. Is it the second phase. Right. I think they're still rolling out some models from the. Yeah. The we've had. Year. We've had some of the um, the new classic vibe stuff through. Have you had any through? We have. Yeah. yeah. Tally's the Starcasters. Right. Very very nice. Very nicely finished. Yeah. Um, the Starcasters look wicked. They did look wicked. Which mm. ones did you get? The contemporaries or the normal? Um, we got all of them. We got the Affinity. Oh, nice. Um, we got the Affinity, in which is finished really nicely. That seems to be catch the eye the most. Mm. Um, the natural classic vibe and the blue contemporary. Nice. We had um, just before Christmas, wasn't it, for um, Alan Watson? We had the yes fifties Strat. And the '60s custom telly, '50 Strat, '60s telly, you ordered, yeah. And uh, he's happy with them. Yet he, he brought the Strat back in, or was it the telly? I can't remember. What was the first Strat? One? Yeah, Strat, the Strat back first, in. Yeah. The fret ends were a bit sharp, and um, one or two other. Uh, every screw on it was slightly loose. So we. <laughs> so the thing was, he was uh, he was so desperate for it that literally as soon as it came in, we checked it for marks, made sure that it it played, and we said, "Al, is here." And yeah, he picked it up on Christmas Eve, I think. Or maybe yeah. the day before. He was pretty desperate for it, so he had it and then he came back, he said, Right, great, but you know, these things we'd usually kind of pick up on. Yeah. But the telecaster was actually Yeah, telecaster was gorgeous. Interesting, I don't know if you've noticed that they seem to be using one piece, I don't know whether they're like a uh, a veneer, but the, the, the telecasters at least have been using a one piece front and back. I haven't noticed. I don't know if it's like a, if they're just using like a veneer. You know, on top of maybe yeah. a couple of pieces, but um yeah, the the sixties one we had was it. Yeah, whether they've just made it look like it, but yeah, one piece front, one piece back, hmm. which looks you know looks wicked. That's something when we had when we took on Tokai a while ago. That was my biggest complaint: is you could just see how many pieces of wood being used mm. to put it together. It just made it yeah. a shoddy looking well, guitar. But do you, are you still doing Tokai? No, no, because uh, we problems. were speaking to Pete from Bandbox when we and he was saying about Tokai, yeah. and he said the same. He said he sent them back, and it was. I think we took five on, sold two, and I sent the rest back. Yeah, really? But, uh, in fact, I ordered one for myself, hmm. a lovely white Strat, and it turned up and it was black because it's all they had left. <laughs> <laughs> the, my um, biggest issue with because they come around quite a few, it's, it's gone through a few different hands in as much as, you know, it's the same people who bring it into the UK, but, you know, they've used, I think, Steve Ruck at, at points to... Um, get out they've used other people mm. and um i remember going back about 2014 2015 they got in touch with us directly and said you know are you interested in doing these and i've got a mate who's got a really really beautiful 70s tokai les paul and i've only seen kind of decent examples of these things and what stopped me from ordering um really was just they didn't have a proper kind of catalog in as much as I couldn't say, I want that one. They say, right, well, right, you can have that one, but it's not like that. It's like something else. I said, well, how do I order that one? Well, you can't. It was such a, they had a price list with codes, and then they had a website with pictures with codes against them, and none of those pictures, codes, it didn't work. corresponded with the yeah. thing. So I said, unless right. I know what I'm getting, it's you know not going to kind of... Uh, there was no, um, if you wanted a Strat, or if a customer wanted to order a Strat, you could never tell them when it was going to turn up. No. You just basically had to have what you're given when it turns up and it's a bit yeah. strange. I think the the F-shaped ones and the G-shaped ones are coming from two different factories as well. So I think there was mm. there might have been some quality mm. differences too. Yeah. yeah. And it's, 
like I say, we, we take enough risks, you know, without wondering whether, uh, you know, an order is going to turn up correct or not. You know, it's, um, yeah. So, yeah, we, we've never looked into it. But going on that kind of area, the guild stuff that um, we've been um, told about in the last day or so, those star fires look absolutely stunning. Amazing. So I think, did you say out the door, one's four, so you've got like a um, th- three, three, five looking um, yep. double cutaway. Yeah. One in Pelham Blue with the Bigsby, mm-hmm. or uh, the Guild Bigsby. The, 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 yeah. 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 And the other one is... Uh, like a cherry. cherry. With yeah. a beautiful kind of shows the grain and everything. Yeah. And without a Bigsby. So there's only two colours, two models. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one colour. It's basically two guitars. Yeah, that's it. Um, and the one is the one without the Bigsby is going out at four, four seven, five, four fifty. Four fifty. Yeah, I think I don't. I think they're still waiting to confirm it, yeah. but it's about four fifty-ish. You have to steal your customers. No. Yeah, well, if you come to <laughs> Neath Music. Well, um, and the Pelham Blue one is five fifty. Was it? Or five twenty. <laughs> <show. laughs> yeah, it's about a hundred quid difference between the two. I think, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It so just looking at them, you know, if they play and sound as well as they they look, they're gonna fly off the shelves. It was a no brainer. I I really like that shape, but obviously the the models before these ones are quite pricey. I think they were pushing more about the seven eight hundred pound mark, maybe right. they were, if yeah. not more. So as soon as Re showed us those or showed me those in the catalogue, it was a yeah, yeah. They've play. also got some single cutaways, mm-hmm. which um, they're not as deep as the Gretches, no. So it kind of they look no, you know, it, it's in the style of uh, the the Gretsch kind of single cutaway. Yeah, Jack Atkins it's looking kind of looks like thing. the like a yes one seven five or one like the one three seven. Like it's the Florentine cut, so like the sharp cutaway. Mm. I think back in the sixties, um, Guild did rip off Gibson you know, <laughs> in, it, yeah. in every kind of um, given opportunity, yeah. but they did really, really good jobs of it. Yeah, a, a good job of it. So, um, normally they're very they're deep bodied, aren't they? But that's yeah. the first question we asked. But apparently they're quite this. They are quite shallow. So, to have something that is shallower on the lap than a Gretsch, yeah, because that tends to be the not that not an issue, but it tends to be the thing that people don't expect is when they see a Gretsch and then they sit with it and they're like, oh, actually, flipping neck, that's yeah, yeah. that's a you know that's a big old guitar. Um, some nice looking acoustics as well. Yeah. Yeah, some really nice. There was a, they're doing a really nice color for this or nice stain for this year, California burst. Yeah, which is um, the closest thing is kind of the blood moon color, but more natural kind of thing. In yeah, the it it doesn't look. It's not a gloss either, is no. it? It looks like it's a just a natural yeah. finish. Um, and yeah. Jumbo Junior. Yeah, they're doing a limited maple with Paducah binding. It's fancy looking. Mm. And good, yeah. pr- and the price wise is. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not crazy. It was five something, was it? Yeah, they think it's going to be about five and six, I think. Mm. But yeah, yeah. it looks worth every penny, I think. Yeah, it would definitely rival the the baby Martins and big exactly. tails, and it's made of wood, which is always a bonus. Yeah, tree wood, as Cork boys would say. I was disappointed to see that they've got the Starfire guitars, but there is the no cheaper Starfire bass. Yeah, was it short scale the Starfire bass? I don't know. They do really well with those because it's basically an SG bass, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Am I thinking of the right thing? Yeah. 
No. Um, it's a bit bigger. It's, it's got the SG style pickup on it. It's got the. They did an SG style guitar, didn't they? Right. Yes. Because well, we had. I don't know if you remember. We had a '60s one. We sold it on behalf of that RAC man. Early days. Well, earlyish days. Remember 2015ish. But um, yeah, they did an SG. I always thought that was called the, the Starfire. So obviously wrong with that. But um. Hopefully they'll bring that back at some point. Again, like I say, really kind of targeting Gibson shapes, but not um, the, uh, not Les Paul. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure they did like a, an SG base kind of um, SG looking base as well at some point. We have to do some research. Yeah. That's um, what we should do before we do every <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and it doesn't. It doesn't happen. Vox. Loads of stuff from Vox. Yeah. Well, you know, the Vox Korg Collective. So they've got a lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, new tube-loaded pedals. So, which, from what I gather, it's basically the MV50s in a pedal. Yeah, so they're not, they haven't done, they are overdrives. You know, they are, they're not sort of amps in boxes. No, so voiced, I guess, you know, so it, mm. it, you'd have the rock one, the metal one, the... Well, yeah, they're not. They are. They are. They are just overdrive pedals. Are they? Yeah, they are. You know, they're not sort of. Go, you know, they're not going after the same thing the MVs are doing. Right. Um, but they are new tube loaded. Uh, yeah. So there's four of them. Do you remember when they brought out those tone? Um, is it tone zone or there was really really the big ones with the fake valves in them? Yeah. yeah. So basically, uh, about I think it was not long after we kind of started here. Um, yeah, we had them. Yeah. They brought out the pedal that nobody was asking for. It was. <laughs> kind of took up the space of about three pedals on the pedal board because they weren't just chunky that way, but they were quite long as well. Um, they, I think they took a, some of them took a, an odd power supply, so it wasn't just a standard yeah. nine volt um, you could plug into it. Um, and yeah, you know, they kind of missed out on the late 80s kind of, you know, luminous green, yellow, um, pink kind of, yeah. The styling of the colours of it, you know, it was um, yeah, it was like the double decker drive one. That's right, taxi yeah. taxi fuzz, analog delay, or was it digital? No, it's digital delay. Yeah, and but they else. had like this fake kind of plastic dome on top, as if it, there was a valve in there. Yeah, some of them did have valves, and others didn't. So, what one mm. the are these like? Are they? No, these look like the new Peterson strobe. Oh, nice. That's what they look like. That's the closest thing they look. Okay. I think. Just on on the on the front of it. You Have know? you heard any demos or anything? Nothing at all yet. Nope. Okay. So looking forward to them. So yeah, the Mini Super Beetle with Bluetooth. Right. And it's got a tweakable subwoofer. When you say Mini Super Beetle, so the same size as the other Super Beetle, or? Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same. Uh, they're doing it in a black and blue and a cream and you know the fawn and beige. Mm. But there's tweakable. It's got a sub, a tweeter, and a main speaker in it, and you can tweak so all you, that as well as your normal. It is an AC, MV50 AC as well. Amazing. Yeah. And you can, um, like I see, you can put your backing tracks through and everything. Yeah, and there's a port in the back you can plug. If you've got the amp plugs, you can plug them in, and it'll run them sounds as well. Oh, that's cool. Apparently, yeah. Hmm. But again, we haven't heard any of these. These are just the announcements we're, Yeah. that are on the radar. Um, there's quite a few guitars that they've done. They've reissued a few of their, their Vox guitars. Yeah. And a really cool looking drum kit as well. We were looking at, wasn't it? Yeah, brilliant. And it's it, like the the bass drum. The word looks cool. Like it's kind of the melted bass drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they they put it. They announced it, and one of the first comments on their Instagram was like, 
we am I getting skins for this? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I said. I I think that maybe the, the you know the back, you know, so the the actual bass drum head, where, you know, where the beat it goes against is normal. I think that'd be normal, and then it just kind of morphs into that kind of um, melts yeah. into that. It reminds me of the um, I don't know if you you might be too young to remember. You might have seen pictures though, but for years back in the early nineties when I was buying guitarists every month. They brought out remember nineteen ninety three something called the the Bender Distorter Caster. Right. Or something like that. And it's basically like um a stretched and mangled Stratocaster. You right. looked at it and it was definitely a Stratocaster, but it was just Yeah. Like it turned seen into Play Doh and you could stretch it and all mm. it was mad. And but it is um, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um The Starstream Bass. Do you see that announced? Didn't. You get him one. So is that? I haven't seen it. Is that like a modelling base? Then <laughs> it's or? the start. Yeah. So it's basically yeah. It's so the, the star base stream of the, of the guitar. Yeah. Is like a, I guess his boxes take on Variax. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they brought out a a base. It can't be due to the phenomenal success of the star stream because nobody buys star streams. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's bonkers, isn't it? Yeah. These are they're, they're the kind of things where you think, you know, surely unless there is a market from somewhere. Mm. Surely you you look at your figures and say, uh, yeah, that didn't do so well. Let's not do that again. <laughs> but maybe they maybe they do. Maybe they're big in Azerbaijan. I don't know. Black Star. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the focus of their event, uh, Nam event, is the s- Sonnet. Sonnet. Yeah, the acoustic, acoustic amps. amps. Kind of makes sense because they got. Everything else covered, obviously guitar, but um, electric guitar. But they got the the bass, um, you know, the bass and um, that kind of thing sorted. So um, yeah, I think it's something that I've been asked for the most. Is it is uh, something acoustic from Blackstar, mm. and it's something that frequently people say, "Well, why don't they do anything?" So when it was mentioned that they were bringing something, I was quite excited about this one. Yeah, it looks really nice. Mm. You know, it it, yeah. it, it where you've got everything else, you know, in the acoustic kind of um, world, seems to be that kind of brownish kind of mauve kind of color. You know, it, it's it is black plastic, but it looks like a a piece of technology mm-hmm. kind of thing, doesn't it? So I don't know much yeah. about the specs of it. I I haven't seen anything. I saw the debut video today, right? Uh, but I haven't. Sounds s- nice. I, I'm seeing anything spec wise. Steve, yes, so far. No, no, no. They've there's a an acoustic player, but you know, crazy kind of. Tapping all over the place. Yeah, yeah. John Gom. Is it John Gom? Is it? Yeah. So, yeah. I think he was in some way involved. Um, I was mentioned earlier on. I was digging through the image archive of Blackstar yeah. and found this folder I hadn't seen before, and it was for the the Sonnet stuff. Um, and he was quite heavily in, involved in in designing the amp to get proper bottom end out of it and things, which is something that most acoustic amps apparently lack. Hmm. Um, but it looks really small. Either yeah. he's really really big. Or the amp is really small. <laughs> so, um, it's a 60 watt and 120 watt version. Yeah? I think so. Is that right? Or maybe a 50 and 100, something like that. So, it's kind of targeting the Fishman load boxes, by the way. Yeah. So regards to and the Boss ones are the same wattage, I think. Yeah, yeah, of course. 60 120. Um, yeah. Has it, you know, it got like Bluetooth or anything like that? Or is it like just a standard kind of auxiliary in and... I know it's got USB out. I, I don't know yeah, I much about it at all, actually. At all. 
Yeah. I did. So, but it'll be good to see him. But Sorry. I did phone on the way up to try and get some sort of idea of spec and pricing, but it's still very much. Yeah. In the dark kind of thing. Mm. Well, yeah. The um, Steve was really excited about them when we spoke to him about before Christmas, and I think that we're going to try and get some kind of Black Star event going on in the shop. Yes. In the next couple of months. Yeah, there was a mention of getting them into video as well, wasn't there? Yeah. The sonnets. Yeah. So, so 60 and a 120. 60 and nice. 120. Mm. Yeah, they'll be good. And, you know, they would be targeting the same kind of price points as the, the Fishman and the and the Roland stuff as well, wouldn't they? Yeah. Because, you know, they, they don't bring anything out unless they can be competitive with it. We've had really good... So, so they've got a, um, a base head coming out as well. I think a more powerful base head, which, um, yeah, I think it's going to be you know really aimed at the you know the serious gigas. But we seem to have done well with the Unity. Yeah, it's uh, they're they're a good amp. I don't know what you think as a sort of bass player with the Unity. Stuff. I think they sound lovely. Um, I've seen it on. They haven't shifted as well for us. Mm-hmm. So maybe my bass playing isn't that good when I'm down <laughs> with them. Uh, maybe it's down to me, not the amp. Um, but everyone that plugs to it does seem to like the sound of it. Mm. Um, the other thing that was really impressed with are the new unplugs, the, the unplug right. flies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, have you guys tried any of those? The we've we've got them. We got yeah. yeah. We haven't had a chance. So to we were them. really confused with those first because we've been doing those for years under the Vox kind of mm. um, banner because Vox have had them for well they've, it's at the unplug too. So donkeys years they've had those really a long time, but. Um, Apparently, Amplug is a some kind of Japanese kind of company, or maybe a kind of Korg-owned technology, right. and they've licensed it to Blackstar. The thing is, Blackstar have actually managed to kind of get one up on Vox because there's just one kind of guitar version, which you can get everything from clean through to your kind of to real metal. heavy stuff. Whereas Vox ones, you've got about five different flavors. So you've got clean, AC30, blues, blues rock, metal, metal. yeah. And something else. There's some artist ones. Bass. Isn't there? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, the the guitar ones have sold really um, well for us. Yeah, on the lead up to Christmas. Yeah, I think we sold that of ours as well. Of the on the guitar side of things, um, it was actually through Steve who told me to take one home and try it. Mm. Yeah, because um, at this point I hadn't, and the bass one sounds so good. Does it? It's really? what I use now to to learn songs. Yeah, um, but you've got drum patterns in there if you want to practice playing in time which I don't do no. um, and then I think you've got a clean a compressed and a distorted uh, channel on, on the bass one mm. um, and then on the guitar I don't know if you've noticed you've got the effects as well but I think there's three types of each effect that's right yeah um, so yeah so really, they kind really of clever. loaded it with like, I think they've <laughs> said right let's take every Vox one there is and put it in one kind of uh, yeah and have one thing selling loads as opposed to because we have had people in the past coming back and buying a different flavour. Yeah, box. yeah. So stuff that we don't do. Yes. Um, Gibson seem to be all about the artist endorsements this year, don't they? So the um, yeah, Shell Crow has got a really nice looking acoustic, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, obviously the big announcement is Slash, isn't it? Yeah, so you've got like just a load of. So I think there's four four Les Pauls and two acoustics. Yeah. Can I be controversial and break open the biscuits? Because this news section seems to be lasting a little while. We'll still do the biscuit news, but can we have a biscuit? 
We couldn't make it to Biscuit News before cracking them open. But yeah, you carry on. Uh, yeah, so four Les Pauls and two acoustics. It's, I think the Les Pauls are just from different sort of eras of his kind of career. Oh. They smell good? Yeah. Don't say what they are. We'll say what they are later. Okay. Um, Tony Iommi's got a signature SG as well. Whether it's, they... Yeah. Because I thought that he used... Um, what do you call him? John Birch. Oh, okay. I'm and, not sure. Yeah, and I thought as well, I might be completely wrong with this, but I thought he had Guild back in the day as well. All right. But I didn't I think, think he was a... Do you know what? Yeah. He was a, a Gibson user because... Have you seen that thing? It's a little bit of old news now, I guess, at this point, but he commented on a video that somebody put up. So um, there's this guy, I think he's, he's British, he's UK-based, hmm. but he put up a video... Um, dispelling all the myths surrounding Paranoid and um, putting up, basically, this is what Tony Omi used when he recorded Paranoid. And he spoke with a lot of authority. He did a recording with a few bandmates with the setup that he's got. And, you know, he, he said that I've got exactly the same gear as was used. And believe it or not, it was uh, he used a, uh, a right-handed Les Paul gold top, not his SG kind of thing. And Tony Omi said, "It's amazing the BS that you find on the on the internet. This is completely wrong. I use this and this, and he doesn't usually get involved in social media mm. um, posts. He's certainly not responding to people directly, you know. And so basically, the internet went wild and picked up on you know this guy and belittled this guy. Yeah, Tony Omi is an absolute um, gentleman of a man, and he realised that maybe he was a little bit harsh. He said, listen." You know this guy's played well, and I don't didn't mean it to sound quite as damning as what it was, but I just wanted to straighten a few facts and um, yeah. yeah. But it was a big thing. Did you see anything about it? I didn't know. That's no. Yeah, it was over Christmas, and you just think, oh, he's obviously a massive Tony Omi fan. This guy, so to be dressed down by you know your hero, yeah, that's a difficult thing. Yeah, but you can't, you know, to have that much confidence to to go forward. Hmm. You know, you got to be hundred percent. Yeah, fact. yeah, yeah. With the signature guitar yeah. thing, especially with somebody like Slash, and I'd say Tony Omi as well. You know, you've got Paranoid is one of the top ten riffs yeah. in the shop. Paradise, uh, not Paradise. Um, Sweet Child of Mine, mm-hmm. where this played very, very well, or otherwise is again you know a lot of people attempted it. it's one of the i'd say it's slash is the guy who people it. want to sound like more than anything else mm-hmm. slash was um people go for a marshall because slash has used uses those he is one of the main guys that people want to sound like yes so given the you know do you know much of one of the les pauls slash les pauls are going to be um i know that they've done they've done the vermilion which is the red one Mm. They've done the the original burst one. Mm. Uh, they've done the tobacco burst, which is c- like the November rain kind mm. of. I think they're all different eras, of, uh, you know, based on different eras of of the Les Pauls. But, but and then they've done G- the green, the anaconda green. Then so it's a, if it's a Gibson, very leasty looking, fifteen hundred, two grand. Oh, it's two. They're going to be at least two if they're, if they're a standard model, which yeah. they're not going to be. You know, they're probably no. going to be two and a half, three. Yeah. So. It's alienating a big chunk of the audience, isn't mm-hmm. it, really? Wouldn't yeah. you say? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think a lot of these people are, you know, unless they are these people 
their fans that are, you know, now working. A lot of these ones are kids. We it, get we get a lot of kids coming in. Yeah. The slash fans. And we show them away. <laughs> get out. <laughs> so, uh, is there a is there an Epiphone slash model at the moment? Because there was, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? There's, there's a couple the, of different levels of it. They call it the Paradise or the Appetite. The Appetite, isn't it? Um, I'm not too sure. I'll get it confused with the vintage one. <laughs> which has nothing to do with Gibson yeah. or Slash. Um, the, but they do one from like 199. They do like this really, really, really mega cheap Slash one. Right, okay. You know, it's like a flat top. It's similar to that, similar to the Les Paul that we had in today. Right, okay. With a, with a you know, with a, uh, veneer top mm. on it and things like that. But yeah, they do one at really, really budget 199-ish kind of price. Yeah. Right up through. Interestingly, that's one of the big changes for Epiphone this year is they're doing the... Uh, they've changed the headstock shape, haven't they? Going back to the classic shape? So they're going back to the open book. Mm. Like uh, like Gibson. Um, we've got them next door. Very similar to the Guild. Kind of that kind of bulbous kind, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's the, it's the open book style. It's not exactly like the the Gibson one. Oh, there you are. There's, there's an Epiphone headstock there, look. Oh, okay. So it's a lot taller. Mm. Um. And then the um, the electric ones ever so slightly different again. But yeah, it's um, yeah they've gone they've gone back to that original design. There's a lot more uh, models this year as well. But you know, again, they see what like. the quality seems to have just gone up a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, they seem to be and finding their feet to again. get yourself back on track. He's doing exactly the right things. You know, he's associating himself, associating the brand with the people that have made the brand what it is you know yeah. so yeah you know shell crow singer songwriter you're gonna it's perfect person to have on board with the acoustics and you know slash has got to be the first person really that anyone thinks of with regards to les paul's in the last 30 40 years somebody who's still relevant yeah that's that's the other thing mm. you know is, is having someone who's mega but still current yeah, yeah. and you know once you've got that established um, reputation back, you know, of, of quality of uh, just knowing you're going to be getting a classic Gibson instrument. Then I guess you can go off on slightly riskier models, like doing a Peter Green. Yeah, you know, Peter Green would sell, I think, wouldn't it? Yeah. If they were to, yeah, it would yeah. do that. Um, and you know, looking at the Jimmy Page again, maybe. And yeah, is there a Jimmy Page model currently or not? They do a custom. Uh, they did do a custom shop run, didn't they? Mm. Um, I haven't seen anything for a long, long time. PRS, anything new from them? I saw a Dragon. Dragon 35th, 35th anniversary, anniversary yeah. which is 15 grand, I think. Is that where it $15, is? $15,000. Yeah. Sounds think, about right, so yeah. yeah. Mega, mega. That looks really, it looks ridiculous. And they know that they'll sell them. Yeah. You know, it's, um, That's their market, and they're people with yeah. money who can't play guitar. Um, uh, apparently, they've just updated the Silver Sky as well. All right. Live updates. Live updates. Um, Silver Sky. Live so, from Nam. So I thought they already put out a version two. They did, no, they did a second run of colours, didn't they? Okay. Yeah. But I thought there were some spec changes because when we did the event back in July, I thought that um, I thought there were a couple of different um, spec changes as well. I thought it was just a run, just a different run okay. of colours. You yeah. know, than me, yeah. So, what, so what's different about? Oh, you don't know what's different about this one. We're getting live updates from our reporter in the field. <laughs> it looks like there's a maple neck. Oh, they are doing a maple neck version, are they? Yeah, that was a rumour. Well, John Mayer was playing one live, which just means mm. there was one coming, at least for him. 
It's a photo of one in mock sand with a maple neck. Mock um, sand. Hmm. And there's one called Midnight Rose, which has a rosewood uh, fingerboard. Ooh, okay. There's a, a nebula finish. Oh. Which looks like a pearlescent kind of vibe. It's actually quite cool. Oh, is, yeah. Is that blue? Like it depends what light you hit it with. Yeah, it's yeah. one of like when people do do their cars with the yeah. Oh, okay, the like the flip flop. Need for Speed Underground Two yes. kind of vibes. Yeah, flip flop, uh, flip flop strat. Mm. That kind of job. Yeah, yeah. That looks like it. Mm. It's good. Go so one of them. over to Adam for the weather. <laughs> Rain. <laughs> Can I it throw is. one more in there? Sorry, yeah. on the signature thing, and you mentioned about being current. Mm. What about the Soul Power Strat? Yeah. The what? Oh, yeah, 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 the Tom, Tom Morello. Morello. Yeah, that got one of those in order. Nice. Yeah. It's, I like that. It's this aerodyne, isn't it? I yeah, I think it, it is aerodyne. It looks aerodyne, yeah. And Floyd Rose. Yeah. And Miraguard. Miraguard, yeah. It's Mexican, hasn't, I think, isn't it? Not I sure. Think it's it hasn't got Soul Power written on it, but then would you want Soul Power written on it? Probably not. I think if you're going to go for a guitar like that, you go in all in. So you should probably come with a silver sharpie so you can write it on the Tibet's pen. Mm. Yeah, it's one. It, it's not well for me. It's not that well known enough of a guitar to instantly be associated with Tom Morello. So if people really want it, you now for me, whenever I gig, people say, "Oh, um, you know, Red Special." So you know, they knew exactly where it was um, coming from. They knew what to expect, kind mm. of thing. And to begin with, it really bothered me that you know. People thought, oh, you're just you know, kind of ripping off Brian May. I was, but you know, <laughs> it, it's just a um, just a pride thing, you know. And so people don't like the instantly recognisable thing a lot of the time. So yeah. I think that, yeah, I, I think it's a wise choice to keep it as looking as close and an obvious nod and it being a signature model, being as close to his um, guitar as as it can be, but. You know, without it being something as as blatant as that in the front, it's like you know the Eddie Van Halen. Um. Mm. Have you seen the new Ibanez as well that went out today? Have you seen the new Steve Vai signature? I, I saw. Uh, the, I've, I've seen that they've changed. Yeah, he's changed it's the thirty fifth anniversary again or something. No, or it's 30th. a whole new model. It's the I think it's called the Pier. Right. It's all petal designed. He's changed grip, the grip instead. Um, different pickups. It looks very fancy, mm. but it looks like a gem. That isn't a gem. But to change the ch- change the uh, the monkey grip after all these years mm. is uh, all the Ibanez fans. Especially, well, this is, I think the gem fans are a kind of army of their own, aren't they? Yeah. I think, mod- I think it's nice. Think, it's yeah. a model to run alongside the gem. I don't think it's a replacement. Mm. But as you say. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> So we've decided that this is probably going to be the last biscuit news. Yes, it was becoming too much of a. It was getting too much. Yeah, health risk. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The reason you don't hear anything from Tom is because he's he's doubled in weight and he, he can't actually breathe properly. <laughs> he's on a nebulizer. <laughs> You're a crunch note again. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of got to the point where we're getting too many biscuit soup, which sounds incredibly ungrateful. Mm. But, but what? What you? Um, no, it does. It does. <laughs> it sounds very. But ungrateful. it is funny. Yeah. 
but there's only so many biscuits we can eat in a in a week, and I, I guess that we it's start off as an experiment with regards to who's listening and who's paying attention hmm. with regards to with regards to reps more than anything else, and well, we know who's on our side and who isn't. Yeah. So this week we've had um, what? Well, so starting from Friday, we had Mark from Gretsch. Yes. Um, from Fender, he came in. He brought in quite a bit, didn't he? He brought in. Yeah, we definitely had donuts off him. Yeah, donuts and something else, I think. Um, we definitely had donuts off him. Uh, I know that you saw Andy on Tuesday, didn't you? Did he bring anything? In? Andy Barnesman. No, and um, Marshall. Oh, Marshall. Yeah, he brought in. Oh, the Mars. Oh, the Mars oh, and the Twix. Wow, yeah, yeah, revelation, right? So, Mars biscuits and Twix biscuits. Amazing. They were really amazing. So, um, yeah, I think it was you and Tristan and um, Andy preferred the Mars ones. I preferred the Twix, but they all disappeared. Mm. Um, yeah, that's only since Tuesday. We're only talking 48 hours ago. Yeah. Um, this is the problem. Yep. Yeah. Elwin came in. Yes. Was it yesterday or yesterday? Yesterday. So Elwin brought in uh his biscuit choice was uh Percy's cream biscuits and the salted caramel centers, which is what we've been eating now. Which, 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 trying our best to be yeah. quiet. Which but he's also amazing. tried his best to remedy your your oyster My aversion to oysters now. Mm. Yeah. So he brought in these oyster biscuits, which had like a They were wafers. They yeah. were like the wafers like you get on an ice cream bag. Yeah, with like chocolate and yeah, chocolate and coconut and marshmallow and then marshmallows. And it, it, like the um, tonics kind of inside, wasn't it? Like that kind of yeah. foamy kind of yeah. So yeah, foamy goo, foamy goo. Yes. <laughs> um, so and then yesterday afternoon we had Marcus, yeah, from Germany. So Marcus provided what I think was certainly my top three highlight of oh, twenty nineteen with the Portuguese chocolate salami. Oh, <laughs> Do you remember that? It was delicious. It was amazing. So it was, this was a, a Portuguese chocolate salami with like biscuit bits wrapped in foil, and you basically cut yourself a bit like a piece of salami, and oh, it was amazing. It was the yeah, yeah it, it was, was that was top. It, it was it definitely in my top two or three. It was amazing. Yeah. So anyway, he um, came in yesterday visiting us after Christmas, and he brought um, these kind of Leverkuchen um, biscuits, which are. That's the second bag. Yes, yeah, second bag. <laughs> you two. One in each hand, a bag in each hand. They were so heavy. Yeah. Two bags of Leberkuchen. They were dense. Really dense, in as much as you look at it, you pick them up thinking, that's no problem, I'll pick that up. Uh, yeah. And you pick it up and you realise that... There's some weight. Just heavy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're just... There's a lot of heft in there. And there's like different ones. There was like the iced but ones. No flour. Chocolate ones. And... and very little sugar, but lots of kind of nuts and all these um, types of lots things. Lots of ginger. Yeah, lots of ginger like, as well. Yeah, so very, very as far as this kind of snack goes, very, very healthy. And the Germans being who they are, on the bottom of every biscuit, to stop them all congealing from each other, you've got edible paper underneath. That's genius. Yeah. Genius. I'm going to eat them. Do you want one, Tom? Yes, please. So this is a prime example of our problem, and what a problem to have, but... We're we're getting too much of the hmm. of these through. Yeah, Adam's wasting away. Adam's on like a, a um. Adam's on a, a, Adam's on life support. 
Tom is getting fit. Tom's getting fit. Um, <laughs> fit Tom. <laughs> I'm doing my best, but as long as the temptation's there. So that's the thing. Mm. If it's here, it's we'll eat it. Yeah. So we're gonna. Let, why don't we say we'll put it on hiatus? I think now would be the time to give them my address. Okay. Oh yeah. So the people that were going to yeah. bring you biscuits. So was it Neath music? Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, let's send uh, let's send some uh, uh, gift aid to uh, to Leighton. <laughs> tell him tell him where the shop is. Yeah, well, go on. So stall forty six Neath Indoor Market, near the Thai Cafe. Near the th- probably the only place you can get Thai food: a light bulb and a pack of Super Slinkies. <laughs> well, that's just the Thai Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> so did you see that they've announced a shitload more? Um, Gages. Oh, yeah. So, what are do, they do you know anything about it? Because I was told this today, and it, it. I had the email in the car. I haven't had an email. Well, this is biscuit news. <clears throat> it annoyed you, didn't it? Anne? It did because <laughs> we've only just made space for the extra three or four. So mm. we had the primos, the megas, and the mammoth, mammoths, and I think that was it. No, because uh, Burley and Ultra were. Oh yeah, Burley, Burley Ultra. And then Primo, Mega, and Mammoth. Mm. So there were five. They're, they're now obvi- there's another five, if another, that. Another four. Another four. They're obviously chasing Dadario's mm. coverage. You've mm. now got the, the Turbo Slinky. <laughs> the Turdo? <laughs> it gets better. T- turbo Slinky. So what's Turbo Slinky? Uh, that is 9.5 to 46. Mm. Okay. Uh, you've got Mondo Slinky. Oh, it gets better. Which is 10.5 to 52. And you've got skinny top, beefy bottom slinky, 10 to 54. Yeah. And then mighty slinky, which is 8.5 to 40. 8.5 to 40. That's I said mighty so is the uh, wrong So word. that's going after the XL 130 plus. Was there a magnum slinky? Am I just making that up? <laughs> Did I just see what I wanted to see? <laughs> I think you may have seen what you wanted to see. I got my phone. Magnum, hang on. Let's have a look. There's new straps. There's new cables. Right, right. So on the on this picture, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> on this picture, you've got all the ones we've just said. They, you've got a hyper slinky. Oh yeah, which is an eight to forty-two. Ooh, I like the sound, uh, sound of that. Right. And then you've got a magnum slinky. Right. This is the thing. Oh, they is... look like condom packets, <laughs> and now they're calling a magnum slinky, which is a twelve to fifty-six. Have you right. had that with the XT range? By any chance, people saying that they look like condom packs. A lot of people say that a lot of the packets look like the Elixir packets. People say they look like some sort of um, yeah. The there's the R extra ones definitely look like condom packets. I've never used them. Extra life. DR that is. Use the fluorescent ones, haven't you? You are. You've used the fluorescent ones. I don't indulge in any of um, that dirtiness. My parents listen to this podcast, I'll have you know. I had a filthy mind this last couple of months. Have you noticed that, Ed? Yeah. So it's a bit of a competition. We've decided that in celebration of Ernie Ball's amazing new names for their slinkies, in addition to the mountain of gauges they've already got, can you come up with a better name? Mountain Slinky, straight away. The Mountain Slinky. <laughs> have they done Jumbo yet? No, but you can't have Jumbo, because Thomas just said Jumbo. Yeah. So that's jum- Jumbo's out. And, and Mountain. And Mountain, of course. 
um, which was the first thing that would spring to your mind. Uh, but the, the three best um, names, we'll give a free set of slinkies next time you're in the shop, yep. or let us know where you are and we'll send them out. And we'll pass on your idea to Ernie Ball. We will. We, we promise you we'll send the ideas on to Ernie Ball. A strings will fix it for you. <laughs> so either leave a comment in the podcast. Or tell us yourself in person. Or tell us yourself. Or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. <laughs> Just be a random YouTube comment. <laughs> Girthis link is. <laughs> I did bring you biscuits, but I'm just going to take them next door to the tanning place instead. <laughs> <laughs> They'll Fine. enjoy them. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now that I know you don't want them. No, no, no well, what have you got? What you know, be- let's, let's, yeah. let's crack them out. Let's what be better way rash. to celebrate the last one? Yeah. They're from M&S. Oh, started well. All butter Viennese milk chocolate yes. dipped fingers. I'll have one of those straight away, please. Please. Catch. find it a pressure this time of year with regards to the NAM stuff or do you see it as an exciting kind of okay this is what's new this is what 2020 is going to be about um this is why I get my teeth sunk into you know do you feel do you get the um do you feel the pressure to order in yes it's that difficult type thing where you have to balance what you think you would like yeah what the customer would like what will appropriately fill the gaps? Mm. Um, I think we've been quite fortunate recently where we've sold some stuff and the new stuff will will go in, it'll slot in nicely. Mm. Last year we took on a couple of the alternate reality things. We've still got a Meteor in stock. Loads of people have picked it up, played it, like it, but for some reason it hasn't quite worked out and the same on the alternate reality. So that scares me a little bit on the more unusual stuff. Yeah. Like to maybe play it a bit safer, but it it's so hard to know what to do because you know there's the other value in having something like that. So you say that loads of people come in and picked it up and mm. have been coming interested in what you've got, <coughs> but the fact that they've made the effort to come into the shop, mm. you know, they might have left with a set of strings or maybe not. But you know, there's you know people spend serious money on trying to get people drawing people into their mm physical kind of premises so there's that unknown factor isn't there with regards to the value that it's bringing you it might not be the the turnover the turnaround in stock that you know you've bought a guitar in and you've sold it but the amount of people it's drawn in you know the the prs's that we had in the the american line ones we got them in thinking well do you know what you know we've established the se and the s2 line to the point whereby you know, our customers are expecting this kind of thing. Yeah. We we get them in. And the amount of people it brought in, just footfall, just looking at the guitars and seeing what we got was tremendous. You know, that first two or three months or so, we really did get um, an increased amount of footfall, I think, mm-hmm. and especially for PRS. Yeah. But then, you know, as time goes on, as months go on, you look at things and... Us going into a shop, we see expensive wallpaper because that's what they are until until they sell. Other people coming in, you know, 
they'll go into your place, they'll come in here, and, you know, we always get people, you know, just marvelling at the variety and, you know, the, um, the, the stock that we got. So as unpopular as they might seem, you know, on the shelf as an item that goes through, if you had a dozen people come in to try a Meteora, mm. you know, you, you can't really put a price in that. I, I don't know. No, the, the other thing for, for me, which is a, isn't a problem that you guys have, is, is physical space. Yeah. So it's knowing what stock to get, and it has to earn its place on the wall as well, I suppose. Mm. Um, it's a strange one, because when you've got other people that can stock literally everything, it's so hard to know yeah. and what's going to go. And the trends change, you know? And, and the other thing being as well that we really struggle with, as in you and us, that the guys who can stock everything are the ones who are also discounting the hell out of the things, mm. you know, to the point whereby, you know, like there's marshals out there we're actually physically making a loss on, you know. It's, mm. um, yeah. It's going to be an interesting year, I think. I'm feeling really good coming into this year. I don't know you yeah, are. You know, it's, you know, the whole um, political thing, is, you know, whether things have turned out your, you know, the way that you want or not. I think just the fact that there's a little bit of stability. People are coming into the shop not feeling quite as burdened, I think. A cloud has definitely lifted. Since. Yeah. And, you know, so far, you know, this year, you know, we're only... 16 days into it but you know we've had some serious inquiries and some very good kind of um some good converted sales you know so it's um yeah it just it kind of feels different to how it did just last year even january last year you know january last year there was a lot of kind of nervousness and i i just think um people just seem a little less um, heavy, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely feels that way. Talking to reps, I think that they're expecting quite a few casualties. You know, it's to be expected. There always are. You know, as we were talking a little bit earlier, you know, like we're not on the high street. You, you know, you're where you are, you're accessible from the high street, but it's, um, you, we haven't got the, the burdens of having, um, the kind of high street rates that a lot of other shops have got and are struggling with, you know. So, you know, it's I wouldn't be surprised if there are quite a few more casualties this year. An interesting thing that I found post-Christmas, a lot of people have had their fingers burned a little bit with the online thing, mm. which I think is, is interesting. And people are now starting to come around to the idea of why they need a shop as well, which is yeah, quite yeah, cool. Yeah, massively. We've... I think we've noticed there's our saving grace is that we sell guitars. If if we were to be high tech and pianos and um, as in digital pianos and synthesizers and that kind of thing, I think that you know it'd be almost impossible to run a business because with guitars, you know it's a tactile thing. You know you really do need to pick it up in order to kind of make a informed decision as to whether you, you want to buy this instrument or not. But, um, yeah, you know, whereas, you know, people do buy guitars online, by the sounds of it, you had experiences, and we did on Christmas Eve, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
we had a, a woman who bought a uh, a Jackson and was it an amp? Was it was it a package kind of thing or was it? A... Not too sure. It was because it was a it was a tidy Jackson one day. It was like a soloist or something. Mm. So yeah, it was a. So they literally came in on Christmas Eve. They ordered a guitar from one of the big three online, and uh, it was meant to be dispatched on the sixteenth to arrive on the twentieth. Twentieth came. They said um, it'll be here on the twenty third. On the twenty fourth, um, she looked at the tracking, due for delivery on the second, and she had an autistic son, and it really was a case of this is going to ruin Christmas. She came in. I think she she was a previous customer from us before. I think wasn't it? It's um. Well, she'd popped in. She'd popped in literally. I think the day or two before. Mm. To buy some accessories for it, right? And not knowing that we, and she said, "Oh, um, she said about it, and she said about she was looking at the Jacksons on it, and she said I've ordered one, and it still hasn't, it hasn't come." I was, and I said, "Oh, what, what is it you've ordered? Just to see if we had anything similar, mm. just to say we've got something here if if it goes mm. wrong." Um, but yeah, uh, to be yeah to have that email, yeah, Christmas Eve, Christmas email? Eve, yeah. yeah. So yeah. she came in, you know, and um, you know, you know the. She was obviously going to claim a refund from them and have her money back, but you know, Christmas time, most expensive part of the year for most people. Yeah, not everyone's got the facility to, um, or the means rather, to be able to buy the main Christmas present for their child twice. Twice, mm. yeah. you know what I mean? You know, that's really, yeah, it's out of order. It's nothing like picking something up and walking away with it. You know, it's it's the only, um, it's the only certainty isn't there when you when you're buying things like that yeah so if, did you have something similar i had a couple of people that had bought sort of classical guitars for their their kids off amazon mm-hmm. i don't know to say amazon yeah. um but they turned up and they were smaller than what they thought they were going to be sort of bigger in the picture sort of thing yeah and they would bring them in to me to, to tune them and you could see that they're not instruments are not functioning yeah and it's, it's quite hard then I- to try and deliver to them that it's it's not a suitable instrument or it's not a real instrument for someone mm. without sounding like you're just trying to sell them something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people appreciate the honesty. Yeah. Um, but it's so hard now to to try and get that across, I would say, and I'm trying to... Yeah, absolutely. Else. You know, it's... um Because, you know, you're you can hear yourself as you're talking in as yeah. much as if somebody was to say, if you were to go to somebody with something and they were to say those words back to you, you might think, well, he's saying that because he wants me to buy their product. This is perfectly good. But, you know, we, the, you must have this as one of your most popular kind of retorts is, well, I didn't want to spend much because he might not use it in, mm. it might gather dust. You get what you pay for. Yeah. And, you know, if you're going to buy something that is not fit for purpose, they're not going to want to play it, and all of a sudden they're put off guitar. You know, they're almost kind of um, development prevention hmm. uh, items, aren't they? Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. yeah. I think there was a Fender st- statistic, wasn't there, where one in one in ten people stick with the guitar, or the, at least yeah. that's out in the states. So it's quite. Yeah. It's not a high number of people that stay with it. So if you're already limiting their chances, yeah, with an unsuitable instrument, then. It's because people are box shifting. They, they, I suppose they don't care at the end of the day. Whereas I think, you know, like you guys and 
like I would like to think that you know people look and see that we genuinely care and we invest in the customers, whereas the other yeah. people, it's a case of chuck a label on the box and that, that's the end of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. This is going to sound very lovey and very cheesy now, so try and be careful. I say this, but I think that um, the reason, not the only reason, why we get on, but the, the benefit and where we see the value in us cooperating, you know. So we had a customer where. Um, we there's a story happened to us just before Christmas. We sold a Telecaster to a good returning customer, and the pickup stopped working. So we sent it back to Fender, and Fender took quite a while to fix it because I think they were they had quite they just a lot didn't of, have the pickup. Did they, they didn't have the pickup right, so it took a good kind of three weeks or so to get the um, guitar yeah. fixed. It arrived back and it had two big kind of crunches on the guitar which weren't there before hmm. so i called the customer and said you know he'd already been chasing the the guitar and we said listen the guitar's come back but it's dinged and he said oh he said do you know what? give me my money back i i'll have to look elsewhere he said i know it's not your fault i said oh. i said give me a couple minutes let me see if i can sort something out you very graciously helped us out with the, you had exactly the guitar we needed we met up in service station at on you know, I just before Christmas at ten o'clock at night, kind of thing, and it um, everything worked. Um, we were going to be, you know, just by coincidence, we were there anyway. You know, but, um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, um, and we managed to sort it out. But I think, you know, apart from helping each other out, I, what's important for us is not letting our customers down. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's the you know, where we're hundred percent on the same page. Where um, it, Christmas is. Christmas is the most stressful time for me because I don't want to let anybody down. Yeah. You know, that Monday, the 23rd, when we were told that, yep, these um, Fender guitars are definitely coming through, you know, at least two or three of which were going to be Christmas presents. The th- First of all, you know, they came through on the Monday, which was absolutely brilliant. But the thought of opening one of those boxes and them being dinged oh, or yeah. whatever and ruining somebody's Christmas, you know, it's, you know... I'd hate that because I wouldn't want to be a so I wouldn't want the shop associated with that kind of um, disappointment, you know. And you're exactly the same, which is why you know it's beneficial for us to get on in the way that we do because you know it's um helps us out when we get into these kind of uh, situations, you know. It's God, um, yeah. Social media comment of the week. So, social media comment of the week. What have we got this week? I don't know why I printed it so small. (laughs) 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 So, what video is it on? It is on the Fender American Strats. What's the difference? Right, okay. You're jamming at earlier in this video. Really great, dude. Thanks, man. A nice one for you, Ed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do happen. <laughs> I can't remember what the... Did we do it over each other? I can't remember. Or did we just do one at a time, bits and bits and bits? I can't remember. This one came out quite well. The one we did this week? Yeah, good. Yeah, we did the Ultra versus the Pro. The American yeah, Pro. Okay. Strat versus Strat again. Um, Just to do that. Pe- people ask for it, don't they? You know, it's... um. Yes. Give them what they want. People ask and we deliver. <laughs> it's subpar, but we deliver. 
And the second media comment is from the Takamini setup video. Oh, so it's not me. Fine. With Makoto. 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 <laughs> this comment is from Yohef988. For the love of God, I can't understand one word, lol. <laughs> and that's a nice one. Yeah. It's been it's gone quite um it's gone quite well that video in the last week, hasn't it? Yeah, so what's happened with that one then? We think it's been shared somewhere or it's Yeah, up something's happened, but it's uh, yeah, it's got more views in the last 20 uh, 48 hours than the history of the video. So it's mad. Bizarre. Good though. Mm. We just got to keep the uh, the Britain first users off the uh, comment <laughs> section. <It's> like, delete, <laughs> delete. So, if we're having a biscuit hiatus, do, do you want to pick a top a top biscuit delivery that was done or given? I I got my. You're probably going to go with the. Uh, I've got my gut feelings about <laughs> these things, but I don't want to seem. I, I I don't want to pick favourites in as much as it's nothing to do, nothing to do with the person who brought no, no. these things in because we've had a lot of generosity, haven't we? You know, from Steve, from Andy, from Elwin, from that um, guy from Neath, Neath Music, Christina. You want Christina? Christina, Marcus, Marcus. Well, Marcus, I think is going to be the one that's responsible. I, I was going, yeah, I, I was going to um, uh, Mark. What Andrew is saying is, it's not the person. It's not the person. It's the biscuit. It's the biscuit or, or the... thing is, is it... I was going to choose the Portuguese chocolate salami. You should. Marcus's chocolate salami was delicious. But I don't think it can be considered truly a biscuit. No. No. True. I thought yours are very good. They're right. You get heartburn after one, though, don't you? Very rich. Tom made me a red special biscuit for my birthday. Yes, he did. Mm. Mm. Um, which was very nice as well. It's like ginger, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Gingerbread. Mm. Very nice. I, if I'm going to go for my favourite thing this year, I'd say it's it's the Portuguese chocolate salami. Nice. But that's not disrespecting anybody else. I, yeah. I will... Go with what reminds me of my childhood. So I'm going to go with Happy a snowball. <laughs> Tom? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be Jaffa Cakes. <laughs> Jaffa Cakes. Ah, oh, of course. Um, I think we can do an honourable mention for the worst biscuit. The um, gluten-free... Ah! Um, Stewart's gluten-free custard creams, which were which were given to us which, almost with a um, a a devilish kind of. Well, uh, it, but he compensated by bringing like a thirty-six kind of. There's still we still got lots of thirty-six wins. towers of um of of, choc- of of custard creams. When you look at the amount of extra sugar we've consumed this year, oh, ridiculous! Well, at one point we had to have a break. Yeah, we had to stop and do savory stuff. Oh, we did cheese. That was a good one. And I think it's probably a good time to say goodbye for episode 29. Been a pleasure having you here. Late.
Thank you very much, gents. Thank you for the Don't biscuits. Don't nick any of our display ideas. I'll try not to. I like the IKEA cabinet idea. <laughs> it's genuinely been a pleasure to be here. I was surprised at how quiet Tom is. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. He moves into Chomp. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah, at the risk of sounding, uh, again, soppy. But um, it's, I genuinely appreciate the support um, from you all at E-Strings. Um, it's not the easiest industry to get into. So it's nice mm. to have people, you know, as we mentioned earlier on, that are kind of on your side and have your back. Oh, God. This day and age, everyone likes to see you struggle. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I genuinely appreciate the fact that I can just pick the phone up, give you guys a call. and Exactly the same time. Oh, Any time and exactly the same year. And if you've got any more ideas like the, the cabinets out there that <laughs> you think it might work here. It's nice, isn't it? Makes you feel warm and fuzzy. We'll see probably a few weeks, I think, now. It'll probably be um, mid-Feb or so. All right. Valentine's special. <gasps> we should do a Valentine's special. Let's do it. Mm. I've been Andrew. I've been Adam. I've been Tom. I've been Leighton. <laughs>